You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Welcome to the Mission Matters Podcast Network. I'm Jonathan Schroyer, and I run the channel that's the Future of Service. This is our first episode of the channel, so I'm Really thrilled to have a a great leader in the industry with me. If you don't know me, I'm the CX Innovation Officer at Arise Gaming. And our guest today is Mary Drummond, which you may know. She's been an amazing podcaster for the last five years in the Voices of CX podcast. And she's the CMO of Worthic. So I'll let Mary introduce herself. Hi, everybody. Hey, Jonathan. I'm so honored to be your first guest. We've worked together so many times. You've been on my podcast. So it's, it's great to be the first one, the, the inaugural ride, let's say, of this podcast. I'm Mary Drummond. As Jay, as Jonathan said, I am the chief marketing officer at Worthix. And Worthix is a ResTech startup based in Atlanta, Georgia. And I am also the host of the Voices of CX podcast focused on giving practitioners and individuals working in customer experience a voice, not only to hear what their peers and others have to say, but also to listen to the biggest and brightest minds of the industry. Is that good enough? There you go. (laughs) I love it. It's great. Mary, it was, I think it was super great when I was a founder before I sold my business to Arise. I remember you were a great mentor for me on the marketing side as I was thinking about growing and scaling my services business. So indeed, it's an honor to have you here. So for the listeners, since this will be the first podcast that you've heard, so I tend to do like a 15-minute podcast. So there'll be two questions that I'll ask Mary, and she'll give us two insights. And the, the idea of this podcast, there'll be some simple ideas or some simple concepts that you can then take and use in your own CX world, or if you're a product leader or a business leader, we kind of think of this as, as you listen to more and more of my podcast, you'll see I'll, I'll have kind of end-to-end leaders on the podcast. And, and Mary represents, you know, not only, you know, Worthix and their entire kind of Indian customer cycle, but marketing in the industry as well. So we're happy to have her on. So Mary, the first question that I have for you is what is the future of service from your perspective? The future of service in my perspective, has to do with providing to customers ever-changing needs. It has to do with finally, once and for all, companies and organizations learning to keep up with the speed of change of the market that's constantly in flux, it's constantly adapting. And by staying on top of those expectations, we should be able to deliver the solution to the pains and needs of the market as they change, as they evolve. So I believe that technology is here as our best friend to help us move into the future, but that doesn't mean we can lose sight of the heart. It doesn't mean we can lose sight of the empathy. Mm -hmm. And if we were to put that in scientific terminology, we would have the numbers to back up our claims and our research with quantitative research, and we'd keep our ears open to the heart portion with qualitative research, understanding the why, understanding what motivates people's decisions, understanding what customers need, what people need, not only customers, but employees, everyone. So tuning into the human experience and understanding that as a whole, 
If we want to reach people, then we have to understand what motivates them and what drives them. So technology empowering us to get that deeper understanding of the people that are so crucial to organizations and then providing leaders with the quantitative data that they need to make informed decisions for me is yeah. the future. I think that's that's so on point. As I used to say before it was out of you know popularity, hashtag on fleet. So, <laughs> you went deep there. <laughs> I haven't heard yeah. that one in a while. <laughs> yeah. What I loved about what you were talking about is when you think about the entire experience, it's a phrase I like, which is you know, customers are the heart of the company, but people are the lifeblood. Yep. And if you combine those two, it's almost yet maybe you've created a new acronym, HX, the human experience, and kind of looking at, you know, kind of the entire experience, not, not just inside of the product stream, but what's outside of the product stream, what's the, the psychological impact, the demography impact, all those different types of things. And I know it worth it you guys do some amazing stuff on both the quantitative and qualitative side of that. When you think about that answer around the future of service, you mentioned a lot of different interesting components in there. What do you think are the key force multipliers to help that future come about? Well, I'm going to go back to the, the technology aspect. Yeah. I think that using technology, I'm not saying empathetic AI, which is something that we've talked about before, Jonathan. I think even in one of your conferences that I talked about the future of AI and it being empathetic. I think that we're not there yet. And I don't even know if I want that kind of humanistic AI because it's a little bit scary. But I would like to see technology coming in to complement and mm-hmm. to augment human nature. There's a guest that I spoke to recently on the podcast that mentioned exactly that, that technology is there to do the work so that the humans can create. And if we have an elimination of the tasks that are weighing us down and not allowing us to bring our best selves forward. Yeah. And we're able to complement that somehow and free ourselves up so that we can create, so that we can do things that are beautiful and human and be able to connect. And, and that's where I think technology is going to come in to augment, to yeah. augment what we can do as people and, and bring the best side of humanity forward. So that, you know, like if, if you think of it this way, like nobody likes doing really annoying everyday tasks that absolutely weigh us down. And when we are weighed down by these tasks, we become annoyed. We become irritated. It drains us of our energy. And if at that moment, someone asks us a question that requires our emotional intelligence, we Mm. may find it lacking. We may reach for it and find it's not there because we're being spread thin doing so many things. So if we are free to put all of that power and energy into the emotional side, to the creative side, to the human side, then how beautiful would that be? How amazing would that be? I think it's so compelling what you're talking about. So there's a couple of thoughts that come to my mind as you've been talking. One is really thinking about the hybrid experience. Like a lot of folks, I see podcasts and or even conferences where they're like, AI versus humans, who wins? And I think usually the conversation is, you know, how does the path forward empower and enable humans to be their best selves, which is what you're saying, while leveraging mm-hmm. technology. And I think that's an amazing force multiplier. And then when you when you kind of added in the components of 
where are we spending our energy? You know, I, I've mm-hmm. lately been doing a lot of meditating and I find that when I meditate, I have different levels of energy throughout the day. I'm at peace in certain areas. I'm focused. If you know anything about meditation, sometimes I'm in my alpha state, my creative state. Other times I'm in my beta state, you know, kind of get it done. But I love that. I love how you really kind of expanded on that human experience and allowing people to grow, to, to reach their potential and enabling them to have technology to do that. So I think that's awesome. So as we jump to the next part of the, the podcast, what I'd love to have you kind of double click into, that's an old Microsoft term, my old days at Microsoft, is what are two insights that you want to share with the audience that you think are super important? whether they're CX leaders or product leaders or whatever leadership they have, thinking about the future of service, what are two insights that you think people should definitely think about and know? I think the most important thing is that we need to, as leaders, eliminate the guesswork that goes into making decisions about the future of our organization and how we Mm -hmm. deal with our Mm -hmm. clients, whether or not these clients are other businesses or whether they're consumers, right? So what happens a lot of times is that we've got data, but data isn't a a crystal ball and it doesn't give us a clear vision of the future. What it gives us are clues. It gives us hints. It it gives us an indication of which is the right direction to go, but it does not provide us with a clear picture. And what, what we're doing lots of times is we're using really incredible bits of technology and machine learning, like predictive analytics and different sources of data to be able to provide us with these fragments of what we think the future will look like. But it's the world is unpredictable. And if anything, in these past couple of years, we've seen that the market can change from one moment to the next and our whole world can get turned upside down. And then what good is that predictive analytics? What good are those forecasts if they're based on a reality that no longer exists? I believe that companies do need to have trackers in place that can keep up with the changing times in real time. So Mm -hmm. speaking on a constant basis, speaking, actually having conversations directly with people, not just absorbing transactions, not just processing data, actually having a finger on the pulse of the market through speaking to customers, frontline employees, decision makers, pundits, analysts, whatever, but a a real-time indicator of how the market is changing as it it changes, right? And and feeding that to decision makers so they have a really clear idea, at least of how things are going, so that it's not taking months to be able to gather insight from the market to then make decisions once that insight has expired, right? We need a little bit more real-time being fed up to the decision makers on the C-suite or on the board or wherever the decisions in your organization are being made so that you're not relying on guesswork, so that you're not relying on looking at past data that's no longer meaningful. If you can combine those trends, let's say, with real-time information, then what you're doing is you're setting yourself up to at least have a present that's consistent with reality. You may not have a clear future, but at least in the present, you'll be acting according to this market. You'll be on top of it. You won't be constantly trying to catch up. Yeah, right? that's, so. that's true. I mean, people do business with people, which mm-hmm. I think, is, and then you you augment that with data that's directional and, and can help you make those decisions. But then you added a third piece, which is we need to be agile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, 
you're marketing, I know you know this well, but if you're a video game publisher and you publish your game, you're competing with Facebook, competing with Instagram, with Twitter, with Amazon Prime Video or YouTube or whatever, right? And so it's an eyeball. You're competing with entertainment. Yeah, entertainment, essentially, you're right, everything. But I think it's the same thing in a lot of companies is the, the intent of the buyer across the globe now is they're so much quicker and faster with their buying decisions and their approaches. And we can't afford to wait for our buyers to, to wait for us, right? We need to be ahead of the game. I really love those are three really great insights. When you think about, you know, advice that you would give you know, a leader that's, that's listening, whether they're early in their career or maybe they're more seasoned and looking for a way to transform, what would piece, be a piece of advice that you would give them to kind of close us up? I'll go back to the human experience element yep. and bring it into careers and work life. Yeah. I, I do not believe in a world where we don't get to be ourselves at work. Mm. I don't believe in a world where we have to wake up in the morning and put on our armor to protect ourselves from stepping out into the world, a place where we can't be vulnerable, we can't be ourselves, we can't be authentic. And so I am a proponent of bringing authenticity into the workplace. And the problem is it's not a one-way street, it's a two-way street, because in the same way that we want to show up as our authentic selves, we need to recognize that others want to do the same. Yeah. And we're not all cut from the same cloth and we're not, we don't have the same beliefs. We don't have the same values. We don't have the same anything really. So if we want to be that person, then we need to have grace for others who are also showing up as themselves. So it requires understanding. It requires empathy. It requires patience. And I think it requires not judging not being in a place where you consider yourself superior because of the way that you think and the way that you were raised and the belief system that you have. Right. But I do believe that it's possible. And I believe that that's the future I want for my children. I believe that I want them to be able to be themselves, you know, all 12 or 16 hours in their day and not just in the couple hours that they have when they're at home. So I think that when it comes to the human experience, understanding how to interact in society in a way where we can all be ourselves and not be ashamed of who we are and Mm -hmm. still promoting balance and unity and harmony. I think that that is a future that I look forward to. And that's what I want my career to be. So, I mean, this could be utopic, it could be a fantasy, (laughs) but it's, I think it's one worth fighting for. Well, I mean, I think it's one that we should all work together and build, right? Mm -hmm. I think it dovetails well with kind of the theme of today's session, which has been about the human experience and how that can be augmented and enhanced by technology and data and other things, but it comes down to the person, the person Mm -hmm. that can grow, the person that can differentiate, the person that can help build the future of service. And I I think there's a number of great nuggets that we had from Mary Drummond today. So I'm so thankful, Mm -hmm. Mary, for you to take time to share your thoughts. How can people find you if they want to connect with you? I'm a big LinkedIn user, probably more so than, than other social media channels. 
I mean, I lie. I'm also on Instagram, but if you follow me on Instagram, then you're going to see my real authentic self all the time, maybe too much. So, so if you want a good balance, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm really open to connecting. I'm open to conversations. I try to actually connect with people and not just accept requests because So if you do add a note to your connection request, I will be sure to reply and exchange ideas and welcome your feedback and your interaction in my professional life. I love it. Thank you so much, Marion. I think you can also find her on the Voices of CX podcast, which you can Google and get a number of different episodes. Thanks again. This is Jonathan Schroyer. I'm the host of the Future of Service channel on the Mission Matters Network. Until next time, have a great day. Bye. Bye. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.